Hello and welcome back to the DBA podcast, episode number 34, if I'm not mistaken. And in this one, I actually want to share with you a story that happened to me back around my senior year of high school. And it was while I was trying to get more credits because at that time, I wasn't really sure if I was going to go to college or not. This was like towards the beginning of that year. But anyways, so basically I was trying to join more clubs and get more credits And as I was walking down the hallway one day, I saw this flyer that said, Join the Success Club. Turn your bad habits into good ones. So when I saw that flyer, I immediately thought, okay, this is great. You know, I'm like really, really into the whole entire self-development industry. And I thought it was going to be just a great experience to network with like-minded people and have that high energy vibe for that club. So I actually went after school to that club. And I was meeting everybody and what I kind of realized was that this was a different kind of quote-unquote success club. Basically, it was mainly consisted of pure girls. There were no guys there and they were all pretty timid and shy. They didn't really talk much. And then the teacher comes in and she's a like middle, probably 30-year-old woman. She has black hair, you know, white skin and Pretty much, she just starts by saying, hello, how are you? And then afterwards, she just, you know, gets everyone to introduce themselves. Now, this club had already been going on for a little bit of time, probably like one or two weeks. And as I was joining, she basically just said, she's like, okay, class, so open up your books to page 35. And when she said that, I immediately thought, like, what are you talking about? I thought this was a success club. And I was saying that in my head. And instead, what we were doing was just sitting around in a circle, reading a like paragraph of this book called, I believe it was Seven Highly, Seven High Success Habits for, for Teens, something along those lines. And pretty much it was about a book that the teacher read that she really thought would be beneficial for us teenagers to read. And to me, honestly, it felt like just work. You know, we, we were just sitting down, reading, reading, reading. And it didn't really feel like a success club. But then afterwards, there was this part that interested interested me a little bit more, which was after we finished reading that page, she would ask us all about what we thought of that concept. And that concept was actually talking about education. And I don't remember if it was talking about formal education or self-education, but pretty much it was on that topic. And... I just asked her, I was, because I was also curious to know, like, where exactly this teacher was coming from, because most people, they just aren't really aware of that success-oriented mindset. So I was also curious to see where this teacher's head was at, and, you know, why exactly she created this club. So what what I actually did was ask her a few questions about, I was like, hey, so Mrs. Blank, I don't remember her name exactly, but hey, I was asking her what, how valuable education was to her, a formal education, and see, and she would just went on, uh, she just lit up, she just went on about how important a formal education was for her. She said, without a formal education, you pretty much can't have success, and obviously, if you know me, you know that I'm very against that statement. So kind of like put this sort of feeling of me wanting to not challenge, but just state my point as well. And then she gave me the opportunity. She said, so what about you? 
what do you think about formal education? And I just thought to myself, and then I just, you know, I obviously had this thought, and then I just told her. I said, a formal education is extremely important in my eyes, but I do not believe it is a necessity to have success. And the, and the room went a little bit quiet, because most of the girls there that were reading pretty much all wanted to go to college, and on top of that, I was pretty much going against what the teacher was just preaching about a few minutes ago. And you could tell by her face that she felt a little bit uncomfortable by what I had just said. Pretty much saying that you don't need a formal education or a degree or a high school diploma to become successful. And again, you could see that she was uncomfortable. So then she asked me, okay, what do you mean by that? And then she asked me, and who do you know that is successful without a formal education? And I started naming people like Mark Zuckerberg, Bill Gates, Steve. And right after I said Steve, she interrupted me. And then she asked me, how many Steve Jobs do you know? And I just told her, I was like, there's only one in this world. And she said, because the reality is, not a lot of people can become people like Bill Gates, Steve Jobs. It's one out of a million. When she said that sentence, honestly, it got my, my blood a little bit boiling. She said, it's one in a million. And this was also my opportunity to, you know, get from her perspective in terms of where she was coming from. And afterwards, we went on this whole sort of rant slash, not really argument, but a discussion on understanding each other's viewpoints. And her idea, again, was that formal education was a necessity to become successful. I was saying it's important depending on what field you're getting into, but it is not necessary to become successful. And then besides people like Bill Gates, Steve Jobs, you know, I literally have teenage friends who are making 50 grand, 100 grand, and that's profit per month. Way more than going to a college for six, eight years. And again, if you want to go to college, you know, for eight years and become a doctor and that's your passion, that, that's your dream, fine. But if you're going to college for eight years just to have a six-figure salary as a doctor, surgeon, or whatever that may be, then I'm telling you, if you want to make money, that's probably the wrong path. That's probably, there's probably a different opportunity that you can take that could get you that money that, that you're seeking instead of spending eight years just to have a secure job making six six figures and not really being able to grow that. But anyways, you know, we both share different perspectives. Now, the part where this whole conversation shifted was actually when I started ask I started just thinking to myself, hmm, where is she getting all of this like fire and passion? from for education obviously she is a teacher so she so she 100 percent probably supports the formal education system but there's probably something deeper and that's when i started asking questions to her about her past and at that moment that's when she started to light up and also open up and things began to make sense she was an immigrant from hungary and in hungary they actually make you choose a like major that you're going to pretty much do for the rest of your life at the age of 12. 
And at that age, you guys probably know that when you're 12 years old, you don't really have an idea of what you want to do with your life. Even kids now graduating college even have no idea why they, they chose the major that they did and why they're pursuing what they're doing. So imagine asking that to a 12-year-old in a you know country like Hungary. And pretty much, she just chose what her friend chose, which was sewing. So she was sewing costumes and different things like that for parades, events, and she absolutely hated it. She hated it, hated it, hated it. So she went to a high school on that, and then, and then like right after high school, she just began to work in sewing for years and years and years. And then after that, because also, sidetrack, because she didn't have the opportunity to go to college and study something a little bit more sufficient to get her in a different place, she ended up choosing what her friend chose at 12 years old and then working that way for years to come. And like I said, she hated it, she hated what she chose, and she hated that job. Now, when the opportunity came for her to come to the U.S. and study here, it was life-changing for her. And the reason was because she came here, she got free college, she went to a community college. I'm not sure exactly what the whole you know, back system was, but she came here, she was able to go to college and study what she liked, which I believe, if I'm not mistaken, was a math teacher. She was trying to become a math teacher. And that opportunity of going to college and then having this job that she currently loves and that she's been doing for the, like the past five years plus, now it's probably around 10, and she just completely transformed her life and she attributes that to the benefits of having a formal education. So why exactly am I telling you that? This simple, simple reason. People make decisions and stand on beliefs depending on pain, and pleasure. What do you link pain to and what do you link pleasure to? And whichever one has a stronger emotion will be the way your brain reacts and the decisions that you make. That teacher right there linked extreme pain to not having a formal education. And when the opportunity came and she had that formal education, she felt extreme pleasure. Her life changed completely. She now has a husband, a son, and she's living a happy, regular life. And that was her choice. And again, she's happy, which is pretty much what we're all striving to do. So, you know, good on her. And what I also want to get to is the two sides of pain and pleasure can either, one, destroy you, or number two, build you back up. And the reason why I'm saying that is because, for example, a lot of us, including myself at times, I link pleasure to eating a donut. But if I switch that and just think about what I'm actually putting into my body, the way I'm going to feel afterwards, yes, it's going to be great. I'm going to be eating a donut for like a minute, maybe two minutes. But then afterwards, I'm going to feel pretty bloated, going to feel bad about myself that I just couldn't keep you know, my habits in control. And just pretty down about the whole thing. So it's not going to be a whole entire pleasurable experience throughout the whole way. On the other side, if I ate, let's say, you know, a lettuce or a salad, I'm going to feel great moving, moving forward, even though it may not be, you know, like the better choice or, I mean, the quote-unquote tastier choice. 
you know, there could obviously be two sides to both things. But anyways, again, what in your life are you linking pleasure to? And if you're linking pleasure to certain areas and certain aspects of it, are those areas, are those aspects moving you forward towards your goals or bringing you backwards? You may link great pleasure to that donut. You may link great pleasure to that extra hour of sleep. But is that actually moving you forward towards what you, what you strive to achieve? And then on the flip side, what are you linking intense pain to? Are you currently so broke that you can't even take out your girlfriend on like a $20 meal? Are you, you know, in a place where you literally can't can enjoy time with your family because your current 9 to 5 job is just, you know, taking so much out of you? Where are you linking intense pain to? Great. Now, link that pain to what you want to change. Because if we're being completely honest here, people will change more and just completely transform their life when pain exists in that aspect. Yes, if we're forced to be uncomfortable, our brain will be like, oh shit, I don't like this, gotta move. And what I'm basically getting at is, for example, in my own life, right? <laughs> a couple of days ago, I got on a scale and I was seeing myself, God damn, I weigh 195 pounds. I gained around 15 to 10 pounds within like the last four months, which is backtracking me from what I'm striving to achieve. You know, that was uncomfortable. That was painful. But now I realize where I'm currently at, which allows me to link pleasure to what I'm currently going after. And again, that may sound a little bit confusing, but just to summarize this whole thing and finish off this podcast, ask yourself, what am I linking pain to and what am I linking pleasure to? As long as you have your pain and your pleasure moving you forward in the right direction, then you're going to be striving towards your goals. And again, this goes with with that concept of people will either move and people will either be driven by inspiration or desperation. Desperation usually comes tied with the pain. Pleasure will obviously go along with inspiration, impacting, makes you feel great. Desperation, oh shit, I gotta move, I gotta do something because or else this will happen and I don't want this to happen because that's painful, because that's shameful, whatever that may be. Anyways guys, peace and I will see you all in the next episode. Be sure if you are liking the content here, let me know, leave me a review or send me a DM on Instagram Always happy to collaborate with you guys on there. Anyways, peace, and I hope you have a beautiful day. Bye-bye.